1: recorded live i
2: You what are
0: greet each of you once again in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We thank God for another beautiful day. God has allowed us to experience. God has allowed us to partake of. The day was created first and foremost that God might be glorified. We thank the Lord today for those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we are working on our most recent topic entitled, How You Treat the Kingdom. is eventually how you will be treated. You can choose not to pay much attention to the kingdom of God now. God give you that choice. But understand that if you make that choice, there will come a time. There'll come a day when the kingdom will choose to forget about you. My prayer for you under the sound of my voice is that that will not be any of our portion in the name of Jesus. Or you can choose to sow as much of yourself, as much your your time, as much of your energy, as much of yourself into the kingdom as you possibly can. And know for assuredly that the kingdom will not forget you. And that the kingdom from the kingdom of God will come blessings that uh, I'm not even in a position now to to tell you all because I don't I don't know. Uh, but God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. God is a rewarder. He didn't say when he didn't say where he didn't say how he didn't say what the rewards to be all God leaves it very ambiguous, very vague. But God has promised to you and I that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We looked at capital A in our outline, seeking the Lord first, Matthew 6.33, Galatians thirteen, capital B. Remember that the kingdom can be taken if we don't treat it right now. Matthew 21.43, Mark 10.15, capital C. Treat the kingdom like it cannot be shaken. Even though it, cannot, it can be taken, the kingdom itself cannot be shaken. Even if God had to take it from you, it's still a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Hebrews 12, 28, Psalms 125 and 1. It brought us down to capital D in our outline. You belong to someone or something bigger than yourself. You, you, every one of you under the sound of my voice, even me, because I'm under the sound of my voice. You belong to something bigger than yourself. We looked earlier today at Romans 8 and 9. And we're going to look at John 8 and 47 this evening. John 8 and 47
2: from the New International Version Scripture reads
0: Jesus said he who belongs to God hears what God says the reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God now we're going to go back and get verse forty-four, just for just to kind of see how God is bringing us into this thing. He said, "You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires." He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Capital D, you belong to something bigger than yourself. Let us pray, Father in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you again, Father, for allowing us to see the day. We thank you, Father, for waking us up from sleep. We thank you, Father, for food, uh, water, shelter, clothes, uh, the activities of our limbs, Father. So, so many things. We just want to pause reverently and let you know that we appreciate you. We appreciate who you are. We appreciate all that you've done. We don't want to be ungrateful, unthankful, uh, behaving as if you have not done good things to us, through us, and for us. We offer before you tonight the fruit of our lips, the sacrifice of praise. We are opening our mouths, Father, to let you know how great thou art, how much you mean to us, how appreciative we are of all that you have done. We could not name everything you have done for us, Father. You have done so much. But we do give you glory, honor, and praise for that that we do know and that that we do see. We pray, Father, once again, that as you speak to us, your little children, we will be a mouthpiece for you in the four corners of the earth, that your word may go out to as many souls as you have destined to hear it. Lives may be changed. Marriages may be changed. Churches may be changed. People's uh, stories may be changed that the preaching and the teaching of your glorious word. Do these things for us, Father. We will appreciate it. We'll thank you. We'll give you all glory, honor, and praise. These and all other blessings we ask and count done. In Jesus' name we pray. Let God's people say, Amen. As we look at John, the book of John, chapter 8, verses 42 on down to about 47, you know, Jesus says some very powerful things that a lot of people. In his generation, they didn't want to hear. Uh, just, God says, as a, a lot of people today don't want to hear this kind of talk. Jesus is telling people that their father was the devil. Now, he wasn't saying this. He didn't bust into the, the local beer parlor or the local crack house or the local brothel and say this. Jesus was saying this to everyday Jews who were very religious, who worked very hard to keep the laws of the Pentateuch or the first five books of the Bible. Jesus said this to religious folk. He called them and told them, he said, your father is the devil. Now, it's important to understand that the whole aim of religion is, is that you might establish relationship. Religion without relationship is meaningless. Can you imagine everybody in the family hungry? Mother go up or father, whoever, go up, cook a big meal, I mean a five-course meal, got everything smelling all good, got everything seasoned just right, And everybody dressed all up. Sit down at the table. The food is looking so so good and smelling so so good. Even cooked a Dutch apple pie for dessert. I'm gonna talk myself right on into having to get something to eat in a minute. But then everybody dressed all up. Everybody looking all good. Everybody gathered all together. Food is there, looking good. And then somebody come in and say, "Now y'all, you know y'all can't eat nothing." You're like what? We dressed all up here. You know, we didn't spend all this time cooking. We brought everybody together. The whole purpose of all of this was so that we could what? Sit down and eat. Well, you say, Apostle, what's driving? Right the purpose of all this dressing up we doing and going to church and putting money into the collection plate and, and doing all of and studying God's word and preaching and teaching and going to programs and, is that we might have a relationship with God. The whole purpose of this religion is that we might have relationship. The whole purpose of us doing, going through all of that, for that with that food so we can sit down and eat. That was the whole purpose. Without sitting down and eat, we just wasted a lot of time. You what's describe that. If you don't establish what you're all the religious, then you don't establish relationship with God, all you're doing is wasting time. Come on. You belong to something bigger than you. God said, even if that's the devil, you need to understand out there the sound of my voice. You belong to something bigger than you, whether it's the kingdom of God or whether it's the devil. You belong to something bigger than you. Now, Jesus had to tell many of the people in his generation, he said, you, you, you belong to your father, the devil. He said, I'm making it plain. What, what you upset with me for? Because I tell you the truth. Somebody lied to you, you love that, but somebody tell you the truth, you're ready to stone me. Jesus, what you upset with me for? Telling the truth. Same thing, it human nature. A lot of lot of lot of folk would rather be lied to than to be told the truth. because the truth can get very can be very, very ugly. Truth can be very, very painful. Everybody ain't trying, you know, people talk that talk, you know, just like people run around and talk about freedom. Yeah, you talk that talk. Until you start getting into what it actually entails. See, people talk. Yeah. You ask somebody, you rather me tell you a bunch of truth or you rather me tell you a bunch of lies? there people be like, tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. And you bust out the Bible and start telling the truth. Then all of a sudden, they want to go somewhere. Why? Because you really didn't want the truth. Now, you were just saying you did. Same thing happened in Jesus' day. Jesus will not doing nothing but telling people the truth. Now, they act like, they claim like, we we legitimate children. We want to know, you know, they was claiming a whole lot of stuff. But then when Jesus started bringing it, people was like, you know, I find that a whole lot of time. People, a lot of time, they'll, you know, I remember when I taught secondary school, people be like, you know, coach, I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. I want to get in shape. Then I start taking them through some things to get them in shape. Next thing you know, you don't see them no more. Yeah, you talk like you want to be in shape, but then when, when it comes down to doing the things that it takes to be in shape, oh, I've talked individuals that got me, I uh, want you to help me, help, help me to be a better basketball player. I can get out there and start taking them through the skills and the drills that it takes to make you into a basketball player. All of a sudden, you don't see them no more. So you say it's possible. It's a difference between talking that you want something and really wanting that thing. This is what I'm doing right today. I remember asking the Lord for this. I was teaching teaching uh, school. Maybe about, probably been about 20 years. No, that ain't been that long. Maybe about 15, no, no, about 17, 18 years now. Had beautiful classes. You know, students were so disciplined, so orderly. Even some of the worst students in the school would come to my class, would study, would get A's in my class. People wanted to know what was going on. I was like, this simple. It's simple. You know, you try to display the love of God, try to be real, try to be honest, and the joke, and, and the jokers that don't want to learn, put them out. Somebody asked Lou Holtz years ago when he was coaching at Notre Dame, how is it, Coach Holtz, that your teams are so motivated year in and year out? Lou Holtz said simple. I like, get rid of the ones that are not. People want to know, Coach, how is it your, your students? They do so well and follow instructions so well. Simple, I like, get rid of the ones that don't. So I'm left with the ones that do, and I asked the Lord one day, and 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 I was just classes were doing their work, everybody was studying, everything was smooth. They were paying me nice money, everything was going just just I mean beautiful, beautiful. And I said I said to my I said to the Lord I said Lord, I said I wish I was in a position where I could teach and preach your word to your people every day. I'm like you know the same way I'm preaching and or, or teaching this health and physical education here, I said, I wish I was in a position. And the Lord said, Robert, I heard that. And God said, Robert, if you delight yourself in me, I will give you what? The desires of your heart. Now I have good. what I'm doing right now, exactly what I want to do. Now I wish it was more of you all, you know, that were here with us worshiping physically or, you know, uh, wish that it was on a worldwide TV, but I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing. To God be the glory. My prayer for you under the sound of my voice is that God will grant you the gift of being able to do exactly what you want to do. Because some of you, under the sound of my voice, you're miserable on your jobs. Some of you, under the sound of my voice, you're miserable in your Christianity. Some of you, miserable in your marriage. Some of you, miserable in your family. Some of you, miserable in your church. I want to encourage you, delight yourself in the Lord. Get to the place where you love the Lord, love the things of God, love the Word of God, love the kingdom of God, and God will begin to give you the desires of your heart. Mm. Jesus said the problem here is that you belong to the devil. Now Jesus said, how do you expect to belong to the devil and to do a whole lot of good stuff? How do you expect to belong to the devil and thank God is going to be blessing you and how do you, your prop Jesus said, look, here is the problem. You belong to your father the devil. What Jesus has basically done is summed up every problem, or, or the majority of the problems that are going on in the world. People be asking me all kind of time. I think I was showing one of the saints earlier today. One one pastor in a place called, well, in a place in in, in Nigeria uh, where there is some um, tribal. Uh, fighting and and violence that's taking place in the north of Nigeria and one pastor, a friend of mine contacted me, has a pretty sizable church up there. Said, Apostle, we you know, we want you we want you up here. And I and you know, I had not been to this particular place before in Nigeria, it's in the north of Nigeria called Sokoto. But I, I do remember, you know, hearing about the violence and some of the troubles that they were having up in that area. He said, Apostle, 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 we want you to come down here. I want you to bless the people, and I immediately clicked on some of the pictures on uh, on the internet of Sokoto, and one of the first things they had up there was a picture of a young man with his head cut off, a pile of blood in his head, sitting there away from his body and the people just looking, and I showed it to one of the saints, saints and, and the saint was like, what is that? What, what in the world is this, you know, this is the area that this is, this is where, you know, I, I may be preaching, because I was supposed to go there the last time I was in Nigeria. He was going to fly me up past the, Church, they were gonna fly me up from Lagos, which is in the south of Nigeria. Nigeria's almost kind of split. You got the northern Nigeria where you've got a whole bunch of problems with Muslims and Christians, different things. Then you got the southern Nigeria, which is which is mostly Christian. North is mostly Muslim. South is mostly Christian, but he was gonna fly me up and but he had to um to try to uh he had to come down to Lagos actually to get some uh traveling documents as he will be here in the US uh, very very soon, but um, you know, you belong to something bigger than yourself. Now, in and of myself, probably wouldn't 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 choose to go into that that area, but because we belong to something bigger than ourselves, and and we are soldiers in the army of the Lord. Sometimes soldiers got to go into. Places, into environments, into into areas that they might really want to go. But because the commanding officer has given orders to go, then they need to follow orders. Keep in mind, children of God, we are soldiers in the army of the Lord. And just like in the, the natural army, do you want your best soldiers going into hot spots or do you want your worst soldiers going into hot spots? Worst soldiers go in the hot spot and get killed immediately. Best soldiers go in the hot spot to take care of business and come out alive. You know. My prayer for you under the sound of my voice is that whatever environment God will send you in, that you will come out alive in the name of Jesus. Jesus said, Look, here's the problem right here. Now let you know, so we I'm hearing Jesus in the Spirit. So we don't waste a lot of time trying to figure out. People be trying to figure out you know, a lot of time. What well, what is this? What well, What's going to Jesus is in the business. Jesus, look, Jesus is not trying to figure out anything about you. Jesus is not trying to figure out anything about me. Jesus, look, I know everything about what? Each one of you are. We be the ones trying to figure out stuff. Lord is not trying to think about look when you know everything, you're not trying to figure out anything. When you don't know anything, you're trying to figure out everything. God not trying to figure out anything. He already know everything. Jesus said, here's your problem, you know, because, you know, y'all don't want to hear what I got to say. Jesus knew he was telling the truth. And when you know you're telling the truth and you got a bunch of people that don't want to listen, or don't, then you, then, you, then the problem is obvious. Jesus knew he was telling the truth. Majority or a large group of people in his generation didn't want to hear that stuff Jesus was talking about. Jesus look, I ain't trying to figure out what's wrong with y'all. <laughs> Did you say you belong to your father, the devil? In other words, as as uh, connected with God as you may think you are, there's a litmus test. You know, litmus test is the test of acidity and the alkalinity. Of, of, there's a litmus test. The litmus test is you don't want to hear the truth. So that proves that you're not who you're claiming you are. Now, you say a part of what you're saying. If you out there, you claim that you're a Christian on the sound of my voice, and you don't want to hear the truth, you don't want to read the Bible, you don't want to hear the word of God, you don't want to hear more of God's word, then let me, let me give you a little hint. You're not really a Christian. You're not. That's why are you going to say that. Because Jesus said it 2,000 years ago. He said you belong to your father, the devil. Go back to verse 42. If God were your father, you would love me. Jesus, look, I, I'm God in the earth. That's who Jesus was. He was God in the earth. Everything he said was coming from the Father. You, don't, you very rarely do you read the Bible. I can't even think of any place where Jesus said, I think. I listen to that very, very carefully out of people's mouths, especially preachers. I think. What do you mean you think? What did God say? That's all I want to know. That's all you got to say. I'll be listening. God's talking about, well, I say, I think that, uh, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just. He said, if God were your father, Jesus said, look, if God were your father, you would pass the litmus test. I understand that people that claim they love God and people that claim that they, they're in a relationship with God, there's a litmus test. There's test. The Bible tells us in one place, test everything. He said, if God were your father, you would love me. I came from God, and now I'm here. I've not come on my own, but he sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you're unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil. Did you say, look, I'm building up to something here. Here it is. You belong to your father, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desire. You say, Apostle, what's driving there? Check your desires out there. You want to know who you belong to? Check your desires. Because if you belong to God, you're going to desire the things that are pleasing to God. If you really belong to God, you're going to desire what's pleasing to God. You're going to desire to want to hear the word. You're going to desire to want to do the word. You're going to desire to want to do God's perfect will. You're going to desire
2: the things that are pleasing to God. Check your desire. Jesus said, look, I don't see your desires. I don't see what you really want and that's, that's what
0: that's what has that's what has let me know that you don't really belong to God what you really want and what you really want is a part of your will what you really want is what is what determines who you really are what you really want what do you, what do you really want what do you really want out of life Robert Brian you God asked ask, ask uh, Solomon ask of me anything that you will in other words ask me anything you want Solomon could have asked for the finest of gold, the finest of clothes, the finest of women, the finest of the finest of, of houses. Solomon was like, "Give me wisdom." Somebody asked me, a friend of mine asked me down in Nigeria uh, not too long ago, said, "You know, Apostle, if you have anything you want from God, what would you what would you what would what would you ask?" Well, I said, so I don't me not to sin no more." Me not to sin no more. Nah, no, what about money? Huh? What about mansion? Huh? What about clothes? For me not to sin no more. God give me one thing. He just fix me so I don't sin no more. Let me do that right now. Now, God is eventually going to fix us like that. And when we get the glorified bodies that, that God has for us, you know, we're, not gonna, we're, we're no longer sin. We'll be delivered completely from these bodies of death. The Bible says he was a murderer from the beginning. Not holding to the truth, for there's no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. Check what you like listening to. You wonder who you are? What do you like listening to? Would you rather spend a lot of time listening to a bunch of lies, or would you rather spend your time listening to the truth? For so what you like listening to, what you like,
1: tell me who you are.
0: Now you know, Lord is dealing me on something right like now. I wish rap music didn't have no lyrics. I just want to, I just want to say that to y'all out there, children of God, because I wish it did. Cause I love the beat of some rap music, me personally. I wish them boys would would not open their mouth musically. I'd be like, man, that jam is hot. Cause then i in my spirit. I'd be taking a lot of making it into gospel, gospel music, you know, give God. Cause music was created with the purpose of giving God the glory, then all of a sudden, yo, 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 you be, you, my, my. oh, gosh. But the music, see, a lot of times they get you, get you with the music. The adversary will get you with something that you, that, you, that you like that's okay, but then he'll put something in that's crazy that's not okay. That's where we got to be mindful and we got to be, be careful. Like we talked about, you know, early, we talked earlier today about how it's not the pleasure of sin that's the, so much the problem with sin. It's the wages of sin. Sin be feeling good, sin. A lot of times it be looking good, but when it comes time for the payment of it, that's what you can't stand. Credit card, beautiful thing. Oh, don't get me wrong. Real easy to go in there and just swipe. But then when that bill come at the end of the month, now we got another thing. What do you like listening to? Jesus, look, you know, I'm, I'm letting you know and I'm, I'm, I'm proving to you by your own behavior who you really are, who you really are. When he lies, he speaks his native language. He's a liar and a father of all lies. Yet, because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. And that's what the adversary loves. The jokers that's lying to you, you believe that and you run with that. And the ones that's telling you the truth, you won't believe that. That's how the adversary like to twist things and turn things around. So that the people that's telling you the truth or the ones that's telling you the truth, you won't believe them. Joker that's telling you a lie, you is all over that. So, you know, what we've got to do is we've got to make our, we've got to condition ourselves to to love the truth. Because if you don't condition yourself to love the truth, the devil will condition you to love a lie. You've got to condition yourself. Daddy can't do that for you. Husband can't do that for you. Mama can't do that. You got to condition. No more than I can exercise for you out there under the sound of my voice. You got to do it for yourself. I can't condition you to, to love the truth. You got to do that for yourself. If not, you're going to be tricked up by the devil, end up at the end of the day thrown into hell, and be like, oh, man, I was a fool. I played the fool. You got to condition yourself. Make yourself love the truth. Make yourself study the Word of God. Make yourself ask God, Father, uh, reveal to me what what you are saying. Father, tell me. We watched the movie last night. We watched the movie. Uh, I don't want to give too much of the movie away, but you had one character in the movie that you know uh, was going against the, the the antagonist or the evil force in the movie, and. You know, he had, was able to make things, keep keep doing the same thing over and over again. And this antagonist or this evil force kept telling him, you know, that you know, he was going to kill him in different things. And I was like, that's all right. He killed him. Then all of a sudden, because this, and the, the, the hero had the ability to make things happen again, he'd come bouncing right back in again, saying the same thing. Antagonist would kill him, kill him, kept killing, him, killing. Him. And, the, and the, the hero kept coming back again, kept coming back again kept coming back again. Till finally the hero got what he wanted. See? And that's how we got to be when it comes down when it comes down to the to the truth of God. We gotta just keep keep coming back. Keep coming back. Keep coming back. See. Keep coming back. Lord, I'm I'm here again this morning. I want to hear more for you from you. See. You know, and not that God doesn't want to do it or that God won't do it, but God wants to see that you and I really want it. That's why some things sometimes in life, you know, persistence is what will bring about your blessing or your breakthrough. Persistence. Perseverance. And that, you say, Apostle, what, what you're saying? That's why we have to suffer sometimes. That's why God allows us to suffer sometimes, and that's why God takes us through suffering sometimes so that suffering will produce perseverance. It will produce that ability. You know, I think about, you know, you know in ministry. No, in ministry, things don't always, people don't always support you like, like you hoped they would, or people don't always, uh, but look at Jesus. Here's Jesus talking to his own. Jesus said, Robert, look, I came unto my own, and my own received me not. Jesus said, look, I came in the likeness of a simple man. I came in the likeness of a Jew. I came to Jews. They weren't trying to hear that, what I was talking about. So don't come telling me too much about how bad it feels, you as a black trying to come to blacks, and they ain't trying to hear what you got to say. I came unto my own. They didn't want to hear what I had to say either. But to many as received him. See, what God said, what you got to do is you got to get to them that receive you. Jesus didn't spend a whole lot of time with them that didn't receive him. He found those that did, and that's where he went. Some of you all be wondering, why you always come to this country, that country? Because that's where they received me. You all, a lot of you all want to listen in secret, don't want to come out, don't want to openly say, But let me get to some folk where it will. When I get there, they ain't nothing but standing room only. Standing room only. Jesus came up. These, these are his own people. These are his own people. Didn't want to hear what he, to hear what he had to say. Because I tell you the truth. You don't believe me. Well, you better know there are some people that you can tell the truth to and that will believe you. If you telling the truth to some folk that won't believe you, don't stress yourself too much. There's some folk that will believe the truth. Jesus can you prove me guilty of sin? If I'm telling you the truth, why don't you believe me? If you know that studying God's word every day is good for you, why are you not studying God's word every day? If you know that being up under the apostles' doctrine is good, why you ain't up under the apostles' doctrine? If you know that giving bountifully to the work of God is a good thing, why you ain't giving bountifully? If you know that eating the right food is the right thing to do every day, why you not eating the right food? She said, well, well she said, now, I already told you what, what, what the real reason is, why you're doing like you're doing. Can any of you prove me guilty of a sin? If I'm telling you the truth, why don't you believe me? Jesus said, look, I'm, Jesus, look I deal with real reasons. Jesus said, I'm a realist. Jesus said, I'm the realist of the real. I deal with what's real. The real reason why you're not studying God's word. The real reason why. You, Jesus, whatever you're doing in your life, whatever, Jesus is dealing with the real reason. Whatever we are doing, there's a real
2: reason. Jesus said, that's what I'm dealing with. Because he's the realest of the real. Now, look at verse 47. Here's the, here's the thing, children of God. This is where we
0: want to get to now. Because remember, how you treat the kingdom is eventually how you're How, how you going to be treated. You don't want to hear nothing about the kingdom. You don't want to hear nothing about they There's going to come a day when you're going to want to hear about the kingdom. And the Lord ain't going to be sent. The God ain't going to be telling you nothing. There's going to come a day, if you don't want to hear what God got to say, you don't want to hear the word of God, you don't, want to, you don't want to submit yourself to the word of God, there's going to come a day when you really will want to hear, and God ain't going to be trying to tell you nothing. God's going to be like, you wouldn't listen to me when I'm trying to tell you now, I ain't telling you nothing. He's going to turn his back on you, and there you'll be for all eternity. That's the, that's the second death. That's what hell really is. It's the second death. It is a complete, it's a complete separation from God for all eternity. God so said you didn't want me in life, then now you don't get me in death. What's the problem? You didn't want me in life. I sent my apostles. I sent my prophets. Every day I sent them to talk to you. You didn't want to hear it. You had something better to do. You felt like anyway. Now, get you something better to do in hell. Get you something better to do. See if you can watch your favorite TV show in hell. See if you can go to the club in hell. When I when when the opportunity was there for you, I sent my apostles, I sent my prophets, I sent my man and woman servants to tell you what I wanted to tell you how to do to stay out of this place you didn't want to hear. Now that you have hit this place, what do you want to discuss now? It's like the rich man. He had wanted to discuss so much after he hit hell. Want to talk so got so much more to say. not uh uh seek the Lord while he may be found. This is it, children of God. As a coach, my thing was look, boys, if we got a game on Friday night and here it is Thursday night practice, this is it. We can't be messing around in Thursday night practice. You do understand we play tomorrow. You do understand we got to get this thing right now because tomorrow night it's going to be about two, 3,000 people out here looking at us. You all do understand that this is the only life you get and then you got to spend eternity somewhere. You do understand that, right? That when you go away from this life, you're either going to be in a lake of fire and burning sulfur or you're going to be in a place that's so beautiful I can't even describe. But a place so beautiful God says that eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of men what I have prepared for them that love me. So, Lord, if, if, that's, if that's the way this thing works, hold up, Lord, hold up. Let me, let me and you talk now because we family family too. If you've got something so beautiful for me that you can't even explain it to me and all I got to do is love you, yeah, Robert, that's it. Well, then let me get to loving you. You got something that's so awesome for us as your children that eyes haven't seen it, ears haven't heard it, and it hasn't even entered into the heart. That means in our imagination, in our wildest imagination, the heart of man is his spirit, his soul, his thoughts, his will. And you mean to tell me it ain't even entered into the hearts of men what you have prepared for those, for those of us who love? God said, that's right. Well, let me get the love. And, and I know you can't lie. God said, that's right. I can't lie. Then let me get the love in you. Cause I want that. I want that thing, whatever that is that you got that's so awesome you can't even tell nobody. The only way you can get it to us is reveal it to us by the Spirit. Let me get to do what it got to do. Cause I want that, Lord. I want that thing, though. We're back to talk about what you want. What you want? Cause what you want a lot of time has a lot to do with what you believe. If you don't believe God, then you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna want what God got for you. Because you don't believe God. You don't believe God got something so awesome for you like that. You don't really believe it.
2: (sighs) Now, Jesus said, look, the reason you don't hear, the reason you
0: do not hear is that you don't belong to God. That's, that's, you belong to something bigger than you. I mean, the devil is bigger than you. But you don't want to belong to the devil. No, no, no. We want to belong to God. Listen to me, of God. Guarantee you want what God got for the people that love him. You don't want what the devil got for people that don't love God. Guarantee. I guarantee you. You won't. You won't. Yeah. You give that. Now, you know, especially as African-Americans. Yeah, I don't know how we got to the place where we glorify poverty and we glorify violence I mean, glorify living in squalor and mess. That's, that's a trick of the adversary. But I guarantee you ask the average, I don't care, average person that's living in the, in the hood, living in the ghetto. Would you rather live here in the ghetto the rest of your life or would you rather a nice, have a nice mansion up in the, the, the beautiful part of town? Unless they is real, real crazy. What they would really rather
1: huh,
0: is why. That beautiful match. Now, I go to Nigeria, live right in the ghetto. I, I was telling them on the same cell day. I got so many rats running around in my apartment at, at, at night that I think I got roommates. You can hear them, hear their little feet on my carpet. <laughs> Sometimes you look up. I looked up. They running up my curtain. Oh, little bitty. They little. They real little because the big ones can't get in. The big ones outside fighting. You hear them in the night right outside. <laughs> Knocking over stuff. Little bitty ones the only ones can get in. Got so many, you know. And one of the things like how do you how do you live like that? I say you gotta change your mentality. Cause I even asked some of some of the people in my neighborhood, How do you all live with these this like this right like this right here? 'Cause I say, you know, this would freak us out and you I say you just gotta realize that God's creatures. And that has that has that has helped me. You know. But I go down i I spend that time in that environment, no electricity for for, you know, sometimes weeks on the time, you know, gotta go. Walk, uh, uh, I don't know how far to go get some water, carry, all kinds of, kind of things. But if somebody would say, all right, Robert, Brian, uh, you got to make a choice right now. Would you rather live in your little ghetto room for the rest of your life, or would you rather live at the Christian Center for the rest of your life? I'd be like, live at the Christian Center, please. Live at the Christian Center. Uh, what you got to do is you got you know you we got to you got to know what you really really want and work toward. It. You have to spend your eternity in a place where there's no more weeping, no more crying, no more pain. The wicked cease from troubling us. Beautiful, beautiful environment, or you rather spend eternity in a lake of fire and burning sulfur in utter darkness where skin worms don't even die. They just keep that on eating on, eating on, and there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Which one do you really want? Now, that's a question you're going to use. whether you answer it or not, you're going to get one or the other. You want to spend that eternity in the presence of God where there's no, no more stuff to be bothering and troubling us, all that stuff is gone. If you want to, all you got to do is you got to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Believe that God raised him from the dead, that he died for your sins. He died so you don't have to go to hell, so that I don't have to go to hell. Accept him in your life as your personal Lord and Savior. Ask the Lord to forgive you of your sins, fill you with his Holy Spirit, make you into a new creature. And God's got an inheritance for you, as we talked about earlier, that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. And that neither has entered into the hearts of men, what God has prepared for those who love him. But he will reveal it to us by his spirit. And this is why we keep right on studying. This is why we keep right on seeking the face of God. This is why we keep right on talking to God. Because he's going to reveal what he's got for us by his spirit. So you won't try to read it in a book somewhere. uh, uh, He's got to reveal what he has for you and I by his spirit. The Lord continue to bless your children of God. I pray that, you get, that you've been blessed at the preaching and teaching of God's word this evening. I pray that souls have been saved at his preaching and teaching and that uh, you, know, you will have a good night in the mighty name of Jesus. Christ. Since so you can reach us through email at christensternchurch at gmail.com Check out our website at www.church.com. Backslash member backslash t backslash tccc Feel free to join us on Talkshoe Spreecast YouTube and iTunes at 9 to 6pm daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444 and try to 17959.
1: On SpreeCast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christensen Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage. I bless you in heaven smile on you in Jesus' name, amen.
2: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky.
1: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.